Welcome to the podcast for your spiritual growth. Evolve, align, and embrace. I am Sophia. And I'm Alex. Let's start. Today I have a very, very special guest um, here on the podcast. Someone who is dear to my heart and who led me and uh, guided me through my own personal spiritual uh, practice and who was honestly the first one that really introduced me to yoga guidelines and all the deeper aspects of yoga. Her name is Paige Bradley-Pakul and she's a yoga educator who is leading weekly ongoing classes, annual workshops and teacher trainings. Um, and on top of that, she is a mother of three daughters. Welcome and thank you so much for uh, coming on here and talking to me. Thank you, Sophia. Good morning. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's an honor and a pleasure to sit down and chat about yoga with you. Yes. It's my favorite subject. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyone who doesn't know you, please uh, tell us a little bit about you, about your background, how did you get introduced to yoga, and like, what was it that hooked you um, of continuing mm. to to study and practice the teachings of yoga? Mm. <laughs> well, I have been practicing yoga since the late 90s, so <laughs> 20-something years now. Um, and, you know, looking back, it's been such an incredible journey, so much evolution in, you know, the practice at large and my personal practice. Um, so thank you for taking me back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, I came to yoga um, kind of like everyone comes to yoga. I was seeking something. I was a little bit broken. I was a little bit down. Um, I had injured myself. I'd injured my hand. And at the time I was working in a restaurant, so I wasn't able to work. I'd spent some time uh, off work, so I didn't have any money and I couldn't do anything. And I was <laughs> taking um, pain medicine, so I was weaning off of that. And I just was in this really funky place. And um, one of my coworkers, when I was finally able to go back to work, she said, you know, how are you doing? And I said, not good. I'm not good. I don't feel good at all. Like, I just feel like I don't belong in this body. And she invited me to yoga mm -hmm. with her and promised me that it would make me feel better. And I wanted to feel better. Even though I didn't know what yoga was, I agreed to go. As soon as the doctors cleared me, I went. And um, the first class just really, you know, it turned the lights back on. I felt, um, I felt so much better after one class. I remember vividly walking to my car and it seemed like the lights were brighter and the noises were crisp and clear. And I just, I felt good and nothing in my life had changed. The circumstances of my life had not changed at all. <laughs> all I did was go to a yoga class. So I thought there's something here 
you know there's something about this that's different and you know I wanted to know what it was so I kept going back I went back the next day actually and uh, devoted myself to that teacher and that practice I went four or five days a week for years and just began to read and study and connect dots and explore and inquire and I learned that you know this is such a vast and deep practice and philosophy you know I quickly mm. realized I was never gonna know everything there was to know but I just kept I just kept studying and learning and practicing and it has sustained me that's amazing <laughs> yeah and it, that's crazy that it's like instantly just changed so much for you because I know that a lot of times you go you have to be open to let all that experience in right a lot of people mm -hmm. are not ready when they go to their first class to really let themselves kind of fall into the practice because it's I mean in the beginning the first time for example I went to a sound healing experience like it was kind of strange <laughs> and I had to like open myself up to this yeah experience and I think a lot of people are struggling with that in the beginning to open themselves up to the spiritual aspect of the practice um, so it's interesting to hear that you could like experience that from the first class on. Yeah, it was, it was instant, you know, um, I did go in there with a longing and I did go in there pretty depleted. And I think, you yeah. know, sometimes I think all it takes is just pausing and breathing and being in your body to create a, um, you know, a pivot and a lift in your energy and to start that process of reconnection. Totally. You know, I know I was, I was seeking. And so I was open. <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. And so how, when you started your practice, how did that look like in comparison to what it looks like now that you are, mm -hmm get it you have so much experience and so much more knowledge yeah um in many ways this it's the same and it's also very 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 different <laughs> so in the beginning it was um it was very much a physical practice for me i was young you know i had a dance background i didn't have any kids i was strong and healthy and I really liked to push myself in my practice and see what I could do. Um, even though my teacher, she would say, her name was Alvina, she would say, so you can do a handstand. So what? Big deal. Who cares? <laughs> what are you learning? What are you learning about yourself? Um, and I got that on some level, but I also, I loved doing the more challenging arm balances and, you know, crazy back bends and things like that. And um, you know, I still like to push myself in my practice and see where the edges of the practice are. Um, but they're definitely not as far out there as they used to be because I'm older now. I'm 48. I've had three kids, you know, 
my body is very different and has different needs. I've evolved out of, you know, a primarily physical practice into a practice that is energy based. Mm. Like I'm practicing to move energy in my body, clear the channels, get unstuck instead of, you know, seeing how long I can hold a handstand or how long I can, you know, be in a backbend, you know, I still like to hold, I still like to breathe, but I just don't do all of the crazy stuff anymore. I'm content. Like if you had given me a restorative class at 26, I don't know that I would have loved it the way I love it now, you know? Yeah. And I guess it's also like more, it's it's about you now coming into the practice with an intention and knowing what will help you in each circumstance, right? So yes. you go in with more awareness of what the practice can bring you rather than accomplishing certain things. Um, yes. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. Um, I feel like the time that your, your awareness just expands, um, yeah, you look more within what you need rather than the outside. Yes, and so it becomes like, a living thing the practice like it's different daily what is you know today's practice i'm i'm home i'm not you know cramming it in before other people wake up it's more luxurious what does my body need today how am i feeling in this body today and what can i do to feel harmony and balance and energy in my body and that changes all the time so it's much more of an internal inquiry based mm -hmm. practice um, than it ever was and that's the beauty of yoga is that it's adaptive you know yeah. like it can be whatever you need it to be on any given day and looking back my practice you know went from being this intense physical practice to prenatal you know got me through pregnancies got my body got me back into my body after pregnancies you know now I'm aging it's different but it's still yoga and it's still potent and powerful it's just it's changing as I'm changing yeah it's so broad like it's for it's really for everybody that's yeah, so it really can be whatever you need it to be for you yeah yeah totally that's why we have so many different kinds of yoga <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> um yeah so coming back to like you fluctuating and how you utilize the practice um how do you bring it into practice in your everyday life like how do you Bring, bring that balance into the everyday and what does what does yoga for you look like in your normal life mm -hmm. um that's a great question i you know i'm evolving out of a physical asana based practice and into you know living a yogic life 
So yoga for me starts when I put my feet on the floor in the morning and set my intention for my day. You know, I'm aligning my energy and my intention. Uh, that's a yogic practice, you know, um, taking care of my body, not just in when I'm on my mat, but in my habits and my practices and my diet and how I move when I'm not on my mat, you know, mm. um, it's, it's yoga informs almost everything I do <laughs> on the mat and off the mat. Um, so yoga practice for me now, you know, when I'm on my mat can look like anything from 10 minutes of pranayama or deep breathing um, to handstands after jumping jacks when I only have five minutes to energize in the morning. But the yoga practice leaves the mat with me and might be breathing in traffic <laughs> so I don't get aggravated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or checking the way I'm standing in line at the grocery store. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of always practicing either in my body or yoga philosophy in my relationships and in my interactions with people out in the world. I think I'm always practicing yoga. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a constant, like bringing it back, bringing it back whenever you feel out of, out of its center, you keep bringing it back and, keep seeing how can, how can I make it work for myself in this particular circumstance? Yeah. In this moment, in this moment. Yeah. 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 And it's being mindful, right? Being really mindful in every moment and being present, right? Being yes. with what is, and then, yeah, through knowing, through having all the teachings and everything in your, in your being, you can just pull that up then um, and just, yeah, take that to help you. As you said before, like it's all about energy to just realign your energy to wherever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And you said the word that I was thinking, which is presence, Yeah, you know, like returning to presence as often as possible so you can react you can respond to mm -hmm. the situation that you're in. And that sense of presence, I did learn on my mat in asana practice, right? When you're yeah. sustaining a pose and your mind wants to wander and you bring it back and you feel your feet and you feel the energy and you feel your alignment. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's potent practice for taking yoga off the mat and into your life yeah so as i feel like i'm evolving to where i spend less time actually on the mat practicing yoga but more time actually practicing yoga um i, I learned how to do that on the mat and so the time on the mat is is super important for cultivating those skills Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. It totally makes sense. And that's why so many people are so drawn to 
go into yoga classes because that's what they're longing for, right? The, the being present and really feeling within and like being with what is because a lot, I feel that, and I know that from my own experience that like we don't often allow ourselves to be with what is because sometimes it hurts and we, it's like, we cannot predict what is going to happen if we really stand and, and see and allow things to happen as they are. We always try to like make it fit in our box and make mm. it fit as we want it to be. Um, but yeah, that that's why I think a lot of like so many people are just um, rushing to yoga classes to just feel that reuniting with themselves and the world. Um, so it totally, totally makes sense to me. Um, but it's beautiful to see how that can then translate into your own life. And I, even though I haven't been uh, studying yoga for as long as you have, obviously, um, I started that also when in our yoga teacher training, right? I started to really incorporate that into my life and slowly find ways to bring yoga into my life um and it has changed my life too so that's i can so relate to you um and that brings me actually i already said it to yoga for life because it, that is the perfect name for <laughs> what you've been up to these past couple of months and what is coming up um so tell us what is yoga for life yoga for life is um it's really a manifestation of what I was just trying to explain, like how we take yoga off the mat and integrate it in the way that we live on a daily basis. Um, it's a course I'm launching in January that it's a year long health coaching course, actually, that's rooted in Ayurveda and yoga. So as I learned about yoga, I was drawn to Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga and is um, it's a lifestyle practice that reminds us that we are not a part from nature, but a part of nature. And nature has rhythm, and nature has energy, and it has certain energies at certain times of day. And you know, the ancient yogis, you know, they witnessed this, and they aligned themselves with this um, to harmonize. It's about harmonizing your inner ecosystem with the outer ecosystem and kind of backing up and living in ways that, um, that are sustainable and support our ultimate health and vitality. So we, I teach in Yoga for Life, the LIFE is an acronym for longevity, integrity, fulfillment, and ease. And the practices I teach are geared to bring those things into your life. So for longevity, we're doing healthcare practices that support optimal digestion and rest and mental clarity so that we aren't constantly stressing our bodies. Our bodies can function optimally and we can age well. The integrity piece is, you know, we know what we need to do to take care of ourselves and we don't always do it so yeah. <laughs> bringing our desire to have 
that healthy body and that energy like into reality and integrating um, that desire and our reality into harmony. Uh, fulfillment, when we feel good, we do things, we have joy, we spend time with friends, our relationships improve, we're more creative. Um, and ease, you know, ease is kind of a product of living these habits that I teach in the course. Um, you know, we're so busy and we're stressed out and I almost feel like busyness is a habit. So we look for ways to live in rhythm and create ease. So the course is built around learning the 10 habits of yogis and living a yogic lifestyle so that you can have longevity, integrity, fulfillment, and ease in your life yeah that's beautiful that's really so powerful like all of what you said is really what we what every one of us needs i think um yeah and you know the habits are i'm sorry i didn't no. mean to interrupt you i get no. excited when Go i ahead. start talking about it because um they're potent they're powerful they're simple they're maybe not easy because they're counterculture You know, our culture wants us to overindulge and, you know, mm. Netflix and chill and stay up late and drink coffee. And, you know, so the habits are counterculture, but they're so simple and potent and empowering and healing and beautiful. It's a beautiful way of life that allows you to connect, to harmonize and connect, not just, um, you know, into your daily rhythm, but into your spirit. It awakens your spirit to live this way. And that's really beautiful. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you you get <laughs> you get me intrigued now. Can you just you don't you don't have to tell us all about the habits, but I would love for the listeners to just get a sense of what the habits could look like, just so because I think what a lot of people are afraid of because it's like such a, as you say, like such a potent world and so much going on and we have so much on our to-do list. And often people I feel are not taking charge of their own health because they feel like, Oh, it just adds up more to my plate. Like I have to do more. Um, so could you just maybe explain like two or three habits? Um, And if they add more to your life or how you could bring that into your life without like overwhelmment. Right. Um, well, what I've found in living the habits is that they give me a rhythm. And when I'm in rhythm, I, I can handle all of the things that are on my to-do list. I mean, I, I can relate to the modern busy woman. I have three kids, you know, teenagers. They're, we're all over the place. Um, and life is very busy and hectic, but the habits are my anchors. They anchor me into my day and into my physiology um, so that I can show up for all of those things without the stress. Like I'm still doing all the things mm -hmm. without the stress. And there's simple practices like waking up early, There's this magical time in the morning before the sun rises called the Brahma Muharta. And there's an energy there, a Vata energy, a creative energy that's only there. 
we don't get access to that. Once that window closes for the day, it's closed. So waking up during Brahma Muhurta and sitting in silence is a super potent practice that grounds us and prepares us for the day. Another practice, you know, aligning with the energy of the day, the, the heat of the day corresponds to our digestive fire being at its highest. So we eat, if we eat our largest meal when the sun is as high in the sky as it's going for the day, uh, we can optimize our digestion. Um, simple practice. Uh, we want to get plenty of rest, right? When we are rested, we are better. Yeah. Across the board. <laughs> so cultivating um, an evening routine, we eat earlier so that we are not going to bed with food in our stomachs um, and going to bed in an early hour having a bedtime routine that facilitates deep restful sleep you know in the same way that eating when the sun is highest in the sky like we have another uh, cycle of heat in the body that happens overnight a bile cycle from 10 p.m to 2 a.m so if we are asleep during that time and we don't have that energy isn't going to digestion um, that's a deep housekeeping time for the body we detoxify mm -hmm. cellular repair happens um, waste removal happens so teaching the body to sleep during that cycle can move us into a more optimal health because we're detoxifying on a daily basis the habits are set up so that we rejuvenate daily rather than like we're exhausted and then we have to take two weeks off and we don't want to do anything. You know, we have to go on vacation and get out of our lives. The habits are about attuning yourself to a daily rhythm and cultivating a lifestyle where we rejuvenate daily so we don't deplete. So we actually have energy stores. So if we do have a night that's restless, if the baby is awake or sick, we have store energy stores that we can mm -hmm. draw from right? And we move through that. And then we get back into our habits. We heal faster. We digest better. We rest better. We have less stress in our bodies. So we can handle the stresses of daily life. Yeah. With, and stay grounded in our physiology. Yeah. It, it feels like optimizing, like just optimizing your life to yeah this bio biological um clock of our mm -hmm. being right yes i actually teach um the ayurvedic clock in the course and then the habits are are the rhythm of living in rhythm with the ayurvedic clock is called dinacharya or your daily rituals your daily rhythm and it's harmonizing that's what it is. We're harmonizing our energy and physiology with the outer ecosystem. We become a part of nature. We stop, you know, rubbing up against it. And instead we get in the flow of it. And that's what it feels like when you live in rhythm. It's like you're in the flow. Like life has your back. You're being supported. You're moving through in a way that you know, allows your consciousness to be present because you are 
living in harmony. You're living in rhythm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's like I could just just listen to you talk about this all day long. <laughs> um, Thank you. I get excited about it. It's really, it's fascinating. Really, it's fascinating, and it's um, it feels really good to feel good. And you, when you live this way, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I wanted to ask you actually like what some tips for somebody would be what tips you would give to somebody who's new to yoga or is new to the idea of bringing yoga into their life and discovering the self but I feel like we already kind of covered that through like going um through some habits and like yeah through you explaining what yoga for life is is there anything you would add for someone who's brand new to yoga yeah, yeah. um oh gosh i would just want to like draw them in and hold them and guide them <laughs> so <laughs> so much um you know i would love to see someone who is new to yoga Find a teacher that inspires and empowers them. You know, I would hope that they would remember that this practice is about them and their medicine. This practice can be their medicine, you know? Yeah. And, and I would hope they would have autonomy in their practice. You know, be your own guru, right? Sadguru is the guru in you. You know what's best for your body. And find someone who helps you tap into that. And then that will guide you. Yeah. Just find somebody who will teach you, like who will really let you let you understand more so you can guide yourself, right? Yeah. 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 Judith Judith Lasseter, who I studied with for a little while, she always says, trust yourself first. Mm. And that's something I would hope would be communicated to someone new to yoga. It's like, this is your body these are your experiences yeah. they're valid like even if i say something in class if i ask someone to put their hand or their foot somewhere and that doesn't feel right in their body i would hope that they would not do that just because i said so you know i would want them to be empowered to say that doesn't feel right to me because yeah. um, this all you know this practice should be empowering it should connect you deeply to your own inner wisdom yeah And that comes all back to being present only like with yourself and on your mat and with mm -hmm. what's happening with you. And yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. valuable advice because I feel like, ooh, yeah, I mean, everywhere we go, we have this, we have to show, show off somehow. We don't have to, but often we want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Be that, be someone, or do the right thing, right? Um, but in yoga, it's really you, nobody else will know what's right for you, um, right? Other than yourself. I, I think often people are quick to give away their power. You know, I mean, and they to someone who they see as an expert, and and you know, like I might be an expert on yoga, but I'm not an expert on you. <laughs> yeah 
that's for you <laughs> to to be you know and i would i would like to see yoga be a process where people take back their power rather than give away their power yeah yeah finding their inner strength yes power <laughs> beautiful yes. yeah so lastly i have one more question left for you um and this is really to come back to um the the whole theme of our podcast which is really like bringing you back to spirituality um, and connecting you. So what does spirituality mean to you? Um, spirituality to me in its current manifestation, <laughs> because it evolves too, doesn't it? Just yes. like all of life, just like yoga practice, just like relationships. Um, for me right now, it means living in harmony with nature and allowing myself to be informed and guided by something bigger than myself, you know, that isn't necessarily something outside of myself, but something within me that's also connected to something that's bigger than me. Like, you know, the 10th yeah. practice, right? Ishvari pranadana there is something out there a guiding force a consciousness an energy that is good and that guides and and my spiritual practice is to as much as possible be in the flow of that consciousness yeah and the nature of it is is expansive and inclusive and loving and I, I like to try to access that and feel it within myself and teach and radiate that in the way that I feel guided to do you know mm. yeah that's beautiful <laughs> that's beautiful yes yeah, spirituality a huge thing but once you embody it or you can really like feel that connection to everything that's powerful yeah. and you know it's like it's just like um like i was saying a moment ago like and it's it's an internal process you know that connects you to something it's it, it's not a giving away of your power like a spirituality is is remembering that you are a spirit you are a soul a being here to have a meaningful experience you yeah. know And, and you define that, right? Careful giving away the power. Connect to the power within and connect it to the consciousness above and you'll have a spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah. So all of you, all of the things you said, um, I could connect to all of them and I'm 100% sure that the listeners will draw something, whatever they need from this conversation. Um, and if anyone is interested in connecting to you or finding out more about Yoga for Life um, or any other things that you're offering, where can they find you? Um, they can visit my website. There's a lot of information there. It's um, pbpyoga.com. So I'm Paige Bradley P. Cool. So pbpyoga.com. 
and uh, have some blog posts up there. I have information on all my classes and courses and a little bit of information about me. Um, that would be probably the best place to go. And of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram also. Nice. Perfect. 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 Thank you so much, Paige. Um, I love chatting with you. You have so much wisdom and uh, I love your energy. <laughs> so thank you again. And um, yeah, I talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Sophia. And you are, you are such a bright light. I love the work you're doing. I support you a hundred percent. So keep, keep going, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I had a beautiful interview with Paige about her yoga journey. And she also shared how you can deepen your yoga practice in everyday life. If you want to know more about her program, A Yoga for Life, then just go into the description down below this podcast and you'll find her website and her socials. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Namaste.